Happiness runs in a circular motion. Thought is like a little boat upon the sea. Everybody Hello is a boat and welcome to Campfires and Color Wars, a podcast about summer camps and the stories we love to tell about them. I'm Micah Hart, and for the next 60 minutes or so, let's say 60, I've been saying 45 all these years, I don't think we've ever done an episode that was less, that was around that time, so we'll say 60, 60 minutes or so. We're going to press pause on the world around us and transport back to the days of our adolescence, when the school year was just one long rest hour between days at camp. This is one of my favorite episodes every year. Uh, this is our annual Valentine's Camp Couples episode. And I just, I love camp love. <laughs> uh, I love all of the facets of it. The, the meet cutes, the meet not so cutes, the, the heartache, the rebounds, the just the highs and the lows. Uh, they're so interesting to hear. I can't get enough of them. And I'm so happy to share them uh, once again this year. We have three wonderful couples uh, that have agreed to share their their love stories. Uh, we have Noah and Rena Allen, um, who I enjoyed talking to. Uh, I their how they got together is really one of my favorite <laughs> camp how they got together stories that I've ever heard. Uh, they were camp besties. I, I won't spoil it, but just to say that. The camp bestie to boyfriend girlfriend thing is so fraught uh, and really hits home for me <laughs> in my own experiences. Um, so I loved hearing their story. Uh, and then we talked to uh, Jeffrey and Tammy Arnowitz uh, and other members of their family, uh, uh, Sandy and Alex Stern, and uh, loved hearing their stories and how they interwove a little bit with each other as well. Uh, this is a fun one. I just, you know, love's in the air. It's Valentine's. It's a stupid holiday, but it's an excuse to tell these stories, so I'm glad we have it, at least for that. Uh, who knows one? We are just back from tour. Uh, had a great time in Houston, in Ann Arbor, in Asheville, in Jacksonville. We are building out our next set of tour dates coming up in May as we are recording this in February 2024. Um, we're also prepping Elijah's Cup, our annual March Madness adjacent uh, Who Knows One competition. Uh, that's coming up hopefully in probably mid mid late March uh, is what we're targeting. So if you're a Who Knows One fan, uh, you know stay tuned for more about that. Um, and yeah, just uh, hope everybody's hanging in there right now. Uh, I know things have been. Uh, a little tougher of late uh, than normal. Um, or maybe they haven't, and maybe that's what's sad. We're not going to get into that. Let's celebrate. Let's let's talk about love, uh, and let's get on with our annual Camp Couples edition. Uh, hope you enjoy. No and Rena, uh, always love getting a chance to hear people's uh, meet cute stories at camp. Although it's not always a meet cute, sometimes it's a it ends up cute, not necessarily in the first place. But uh, nice to meet both of you, and would love to hear your camp romance story. We'll start with sort of the basics. Where did you go to camp? For how long, et cetera, and kind of take us from there. Thank you for having us. Um, so I'll start. I grew up in South Orange, New Jersey, northern-ish New Jersey. That will get debated, I'm sure, in the comments uh, <laughs> of where it is. But I grew up, um, and then going to Camp Young Judea Sprout Lake, which is located in in the Hudson Valley, Burbank, New York. Uh, and I was a camper there for five years. The all five years that you're can eligible to be a camper. And I grew up in uh, New City, New York, in Rockland County, and also went to Sprout Lake, though I did go to one camp for one year before that. Um, but that's a story for a different podcast. <laughs> and uh, I ended up at Sprout Lake for three years, the last three years of Sprout. And Correct. were you there at the same time as each other? <laughs> so we definitely we overlapped. We in, in Sprout Lake terminology, it's sheikh vote, right? That's like age groups. Uh, there's also the ADA, et cetera. But so we were in different, we were, we're a year apart school-wise. Uh, so we knew of each other. It's, Sprout is not a huge camp, uh, especially back in the 90s. It wasn't as big as it is now. And we definitely like knew each other. Rena was in the 
uh, talent show and plays and singing. And I definitely remember who she was. I don't think she remembers as much who I was. Um, and then, so we definitely knew of each other. And then really we became friends though more through high school uh, and definitely at the senior camp and then year round young Judea programming throughout high school. Our re we're, you know, 45, we grew up 45 minutes apart. Um, so the regions of youth movement were very close. I would just like the record to show that we're actually closer to two years apart, but we are one year apart in school. So who, I was going to say, who, based on the way you said that, makes me think that, uh, Noah, you were the elder uh, camper in this? Okay, got it. I am. You hit I that am. on the head. Yes. <laughs> That's, yeah. Okay. Now, do you remember any specific performances that Rena was a part of? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I, there's no, so in high school, I, I mean, because we were friends, I would go see her in her school plays. Uh, like in public school, she she uh, was in Guys and Dolls. I definitely saw that performance in high school. Uh, I can't remember any others, but there's no one thing from our time as campers. When we were on staff, there was always the like pre-Shabbat song performance of Kabbalah Shabbat that Rena was always in um but i don't remember anything as a camper per se i can like sort of picture rena like on stage uh but i don't know i can't there's not like the song that i'm gonna like would put her on the spot right now and tell her to sing we also didn't do like normal shows we did like like one summer i was like oh we're doing cats but it was cats with a k and it was like a jewish version of something that didn't resemble cats the broadway show out of curiosity how does subbing in the k for the c make it jewish <laughs> um i, don't I mean know. i guess you if you put a z at the end who, you'd have that, to ask i'll say k and add a z at the end now i'm with you but k yeah, solo yeah. <laughs> maybe there was a z at the end too i there honestly don't remember and i don't remember what the show was even about but there was definitely great grease as a camper but it, and it was grease with of, a k yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but it was like Hebrew school dropout. Yeah. Sure. And like the rabbi instead of like the angel or whatever, you know, that Frankie, <laughs> Va Frankie Valley comes and plays in the movie. I so. Yeah. So. I mean, I want to make fun of that, but I so love campifying everything in pop culture. So I have no, uh, nothing but love for that. Um, okay. So now you, I feel like I might be getting ahead of the story here a little bit. You said you were friends in high school. And so you came to see her plays now you lived 45 minutes apart which as far as i'm concerned in the northeast that's like several thousand miles apart <laughs> so were you friends when you were coming to see her in her performances or were you not friends or you were friends but one of you was thinking perhaps about a future where you were not friends well um wow so many possibilities but <laughs> Actually, what it was is that Noah was dating one of my very good friends, who is still our very good friend, actually. She was at our wedding and we were at hers. Um, and so she she lived in Rockland County also, and she would come and see. So Noah would often come visit her on the weekends, and I would kind of be their third wheel. We would all hang out. They would hang out at my house. We'd hang out at her house. Um, so that's what brought Noah to Rockland all the time. It was actually our friend, not me. <laughs> Got it. Okay, I'm going to be quiet and let y'all continue on with the story. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that, yeah, so that's really, we just were friends. Also, you know, high school as it was and youth group, especially like, you know, everyone is hanging out in groups, et cetera. And so that was part of the group being in Rockland County. And in fact, I remember when it was time for my senior prom and I wasn't seeing anyone and I was thinking of a friend that I would bring with me. And I remember thinking like, I would really like to bring Noah, but it's kind of weird to bring your friend's boyfriend to your prom. So I did not ask Noah, I asked a different friend who was lovely. Sorry, Danny, but I did actually <laughs> want to bring Noah when I think back to it. So you were still dating at the point. I just want to add one thing for anyone listening to this who didn't, uh, who maybe is adjacent to the camp uh, community. Um, although I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast if that was the case, but I was just thinking about it. So I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm too far down the rabbit hole. The notion of dating someone and then and then eventually dating someone else that they were very good friends with and still being close enough to like be in each other's weddings. Like <laughs> I feel like that is such a foreign concept 
outside of the camp world it's like you break up with someone they're verboten you tear up all the photos etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> that feels so normalized to me within a camp context like there was so much i don't want to use the word swapping per se but like there was a lot of mixing and matching of people and it doesn't surprise me at all that you could have someone that you were dating seriously enough to visit them thousands of miles away in rockland county uh <laughs> And still end up in each other's weddings. So I just, exactly. I love that about camp. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then me and the, me and that girlfriend broke up uh, for, I went on the year program to Israel. She was already in college. So just life, uh, et cetera. And then, but we all actually still worked at, then we were all back at Sprout Lake working on staff. Um, Rena and I were, were also counselors together in like the same age, on the same age group. Um, and so we were just still friends, although I will say she was hanging out with the cooler staff members than I was at the time. Um, but again, just in each other's lives, we would, you know, see each other throughout the year a little bit. I would, you know, come up for, you know, a weekend to see friends at Binghamton. I went to the University of Maryland. Um, but we were, you know, constantly kind of just in touch with one another. Um, and then, yeah. Go ahead. Say it all. Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> yeah, everyone's gonna. Um, so, uh, wait, I was just gonna say something. All right, so just uh, while you're thinking about that, just to reset the situation. So, your friends, longtime friends at this point, you've known each other on staff. You liked him enough to consider him as a prom date. You were still seeing her various times throughout the year as you got into college. But at this point, nothing had happened between the two of you. No, no. Had, not a thing. Had anything at this point occurred to either of you about a future? To to me, really, really no. I we were very good friends by the time high school came around, and I really he was a was and is a very very good friend and such a good person, and I loved being around him. But I really never saw a relationship between us. Yeah. And I mean, and I knew Rena's whole family. I mean, her younger sister was our, was a camper when we were on staff at camp. So like I knew who she was. Her parents on opening day would like bring baked goods, like specifically for me, because uh, I had known them so well and been in their house so much during the year in high school, et cetera. Um, and then in college, I had a serious girlfriend turn fiance post-college. What, what we didn't say was that Noah is a was a serial well is i guess is, I a think. serial monogamous what i like to call sure he always had a girlfriend he went he always always had a girlfriend so to be fair he might not have even had an opportunity to think about if he wanted to date me or not <laughs> if he was always dating someone sure fair enough That's fair. so i had a i had a, co a girlfriend throughout college turned fiance turned ex-fiance uh shortly after the invitations went out um, okay went to Rena because she was invited to my wedding as a as one of my friends um and then as a result of that breakup I was living in DC at the time Rena was living in New York City and wait I, before you go past the break the day that um I think I got an email from you or from your mom no I think say, I sent it to say that the wedding was off and I called my mom and I was hysterical crying. I felt so bad for him. He was so sad. He didn't, he asked us all, our friends, not to reach out to him. He didn't want to talk to anyone. And my mom's response was, I really wanted you to marry him anyway. Oh, and really? I, That's so insensitive. How could you say that? And here we are. <laughs> she's like, my parents, my parents like to say that they could have saved us a lot of grief. I was just about to say, I'm picturing your mom like reaching out, like, listen. The venue you booked it already? Like, is there a deposit? <laughs> because we could we could condense this and you know save ourselves a little time and effort. Yeah, we do like to tell our parents that they saved money uh, having us marry each other because we would have been inviting all the same people to two separate weddings <laughs> if we hadn't. That's true. That's true. smart. <laughs> yeah. So then I was spending after the breakup of with my ex fiance. I was in D.C. but. She also lived in D.C. I was like, all right, I'm going to leave town, you know, at different <laughs> opportunities that I could. So I, for weekends, I would come up to New York, um, hang out with friends, et cetera. And one, so I was seeing Rena a couple of times then, like we were just being hanging out and seeing other camp friends in the city. And then we went to Sprout for a Shabbat. We came, went back with a couple other people. 
just to like spend Shabbat. Uh, you know, occasionally alumni do that to come back. And we did. And we were hanging out. And then we went back to the city that uh, Saturday night. And we went out with again with friends. And I think that's like officially when we started dating. Um, and then we would go back and forth for, you know, D.C. to New York and uh, got very friendly with all the various bus drivers at the time. There were all these new bus routes that were opening up Bolt Bus and mega bus and things like that to the point where we joked about inviting the drivers to our wedding. <laughs> um, and then about a year later, I moved to New York. We got engaged and we were married on Purim uh, 14 years ago, this Purim. Coming wow. Up. And we don't have to get too into the weeds on this, but you said, you know, we we hung out and then that was when we started dating. Was there like, <laughs> was there like a specific moment of the evening where it was all of a sudden like, hang on a second, where you started to reconsider each other? It, it definitely was that night, like that, that yeah. weekend we went to camp and then we spent in the city. And I remember you always saying like, every time we go out in the city, why do we get home at five in the morning? Like in DC things, I guess, just like wrap up earlier, but um, <laughs> we always have these like very long, you know, we were very young. We didn't go out until 11 o'clock at night. Sure. Um, but yeah, that night, um, Noah kissed me and that's how it started. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Noah we're, kissed we're, you. We're either going to go the distance yeah. or like, we're never going to be friends again. Because sure. You know. Yeah, we we talked then for a long time about if we should date. And first of all, he was fresh off a breakup. And um, we we basically came to that conclusion together. We were like, either we're going to get married or we're going to lose this friendship. But it kind of it felt worth the risk. And yeah. um, and that was really it. We just we we you know, our our dating engagement was only about a year and a, a half. A year and a half yeah. total, I would say. Yeah, And we're married now. Um almost 14 years and we have two beautiful children and we're still friends with all of our camp friends. And we're now camp parents because our oldest daughter is now a camper at camp and we volunteer our time. And uh, we had, I think it's between 60 and 70 like sprout adjacent or sprout related people at the wedding, including the camp director, former counselors turned friends. And everyone, when we kind of started dating was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like everyone kind of was like, Oh, duh. Kind of like Rena's parents who could have told us this years ago. Um, so along those lines, was there, I was going to ask if you had any camp themes or goings on as part of the wedding. Obviously, a lot of the attendees sounds like were, were Sprout Lake family. Were there any other pieces of camp that were interwoven uh, into your, your wedding celebration? A couple. One is that all the, uh, not all the songs, but a lot of the music that we used in the ceremony were camp songs. We had almost everyone walk down to Alcolela, which was just like a, you know, good a memories classic. from, yeah, a classic, exactly. Um, and not Arab Shel Shoshanim that everyone else at that time was using. Um, <laughs> we had, re we had a Rikud Israeli dance that was like specific, like, you know, three, four songs from camp that is, that was separate from like the general simcha horror dancing of a wedding that was like specific camp that we curated um, and there was some shtick people wore like camp t-shirts and danced around us and um and we made sure to take a big picture of everyone associated with camp which was is and was one of our favorite yeah. moments that's awesome and yeah. when you told your mom that you were getting married what was her reaction Having predicted I it. That, I, yeah, I think that once we started dating, I think my whole family was like, they're going to get married. Um, <laughs> I actually never asked them that, but I have a, I have an. Well, I've got your mom right here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will ask her later. But yeah. I think, yeah, I think from when we, I think when we got engaged, it was not surprising to anyone. When we started dating, I think people were a little surprised, but um, I think from there they figured we'd, we'd end up married. Yeah. That's There's so also. The twist from the the wedding piece is that Rena's sister got married in November of 2009. My brother got married in December of 2009, and we got married in February 2010. So there were three weddings amongst our families of which no one was married, uh, no other sibling, et cetera, was married. Um, so there was like a lot going on to which when I asked Rena's parents, 
we kind of did it together, but talked to them about getting married. We were like, we know you're already in the midst of planning a wedding. They're like, <laughs> oh, do it as fast as you can. We're, don't hold back, et cetera. They were very supportive uh, and and been great, you know, ever since. We didn't want to have a long engagement. So we just, we didn't want to live together before we were married. So we had a very quick engagement and a beautiful wedding and then moved on with our lives. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And uh, note to uh, people listening out there, you know, number one, it's always good to be friends with your exes from camp because, you know, because <laughs> you, you travel in small circles, so you don't want to <laughs> cut people out. <laughs> and uh, I'm so happy that this worked out for you. And thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for having us. Yeah, our pleasure. Thank you. This is a, a bit of a first for one of these uh, camp couple episodes that we've been doing the last several years in that we're going to be interviewing two different couples at the same time because they are both, I'm told, camp couples uh, and also part of a larger family unit. Um, so welcome Tammy and Jeff Arnovitz and Sandy and Alex Stern. Glad to have the four of you here. Um, let's start with... Uh, Tammy, we'll we'll start with you and Jeff because you reached out, so you get dibs. Um, <laughs> that's how I decide everything. Or, or we could do the thing where everyone puts their thumb on the table, and whoever does it last, uh, that could be who goes last. Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> there is just for the because this is a podcast; it's an audio experience. Everybody just put their finger <laughs> to the side of their nose, just very quickly on that. Nothing. Okay, maybe not. This is an exaggeration, but very few things have amused me more in a professional setting than when I have done like been in a conference room and put my finger to the side of my nose for something to see who gets it and who doesn't. And usually at least a few people know what it is. I have no idea if that has any secular like if it's ever been used outside of camp or it's just like a thing that people picked up over the years. I don't know. But I love that y'all just did that. And I'm going to have to rewind back to see who actually finished last. But we'll start with Jeff and Tammy. Uh, so, Tammy, you reached out. You and Jeff met at camp. I'm going to say mm -hmm. that I know that part at least. Tell us a little bit more about how your relationship came to be. And also, where did you go to camp for how long? Give us your sort of camp bona fides as well. Sure. So um, we met at Camp Ramon the Berkshires in the summer of 1995. It was my first year on staff after having been there as a, well, technically my first year as staff as a counselor. I had served as a babysitter first um, and then went back as a camper, which is a bit of a strange order of things. Um, but so I've been a camper, went back on staff as a first year counselor in Kochavim, which was going into fourth grade. Wait, um, hold on. Sorry. Jeff I want to make sure I understood this. You were a babysitter and then came back as a camper? Yep, that's right. Yeah, so the, the babysitters are camper age mostly. Like people just bring their own uh, babysitters to, not anymore. to camp. Where that back in that day, so so Tammy's rabbi uh, needed a babysitter for his kids who was coming up to teach, and so Tammy came to camp and loved it so much that she came back the next year as a camper. That's so nice. I was True. thinking that you were. They thought you were such an incredible camper that they brought you back even while you were as a camper. They're like, no, she's too good for this. We need to bring her back no. as a babysitter. Then you were a babysitter. And they're like, no, you know what? Actually, so this is where it gets even more fun, right? So the summer that I came as a babysitter, I had a couple friends from Central Hebrew High School in New Jersey who were campers. And so I would go hang out with them when I wasn't busy working. Some of whom were in Sandy's Arnowitz's bunk because she was a counselor in the ADA. Look at that. So we go back Actions to there. Okay, anyway. okay, sorry. Please continue. Already. <laughs> no, so um, so I was on the Kochavim Sebet and staff, and Jeff was also. So the very first day we met was the very first day that I arrived for staff after just graduating high school. And um, 
we were sitting introducing ourselves. Um, let me see if I get this right, Jeff. And I said, I guess I introduced myself and said my name was Tammy. And maybe somebody asked me if it was a nickname. And I said, well, my real name is Tamar. And Jeff said, that's a beautiful name. I said, thanks. Um, Smooth. Did I get that Mr. right? Mr. Smoothie over here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so we were friends that summer. We worked together that summer. It's a small group. And it's a very specific group because if you choose to work with the youngest kids, like you have a very, whatever, you, you have a certain personality type. We had a lot of fun. Um, I had camp with my high school boyfriend, but not really intending for that to go on so long. That did not go well. I broke up with him. Jeff dated somebody else in camp that summer, but we were flirting for weeks. Um, and we finally got together a week and a half before camp ended with the idea that we would just enjoy the last week and a half of camp together and we would see where it went. And uh, but most wow, of it really went not to be. Together. Yeah, I here we are, twenty five right? years later, right? <laughs> More uh, twenty nine years later from there, yeah, yeah. thirty, uh, 30 um, right. twenty five years of marriage almost. But um, the idea was that I was going to leave and go to college. I was going to be a freshman. Jeff is two years older, so he had already done college. But he would have said, I think I'm speaking for him now because I've heard him say it many times. But he was not going to be the guy who like sent me off to college and had me like you know, feeling like, oh, well, I'm tied to this other person and I can't go and enjoy college. Yes, I, was, um, I, I think what I said was, I'm not going to be the guy who you resent for college That's from exactly. you. Exactly. Yes. So um, we were together but, for a week and a half. And then, and then by, by Thanksgiving, we were together again. <laughs> I, I guess I, I, I lost my will to, uh, and, uh, and the rest is well, history. We Four years later, we were married. Email, we would talk like that whole time. And uh, so just became clear by even maybe before Thanksgiving I think I called him up and I was like yeah I don't really want to see anybody else I think that's it I'm done I just want to see where this goes and that was probably November of 1995. So it's sort of the uh if you love something set it free kind of kind yeah. of uh starting you know, a little 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 reverse uh something or other never sometimes it works out yeah absolutely and so uh, you mentioned this, Tammy. So you had a boyfriend at home when you got to camp that mm -hmm. summer, and mm -hmm. and I'll I'll just ask only because I'm curious: Were they Jewish? Yes, I okay. actually only dated guys who were Jewish. Okay, I only asked that because the non-Jewish person, my in my experience in that scenario, yeah, that's that's just going to end very poorly for them, at least in a Jewish camp. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, it was not going to be, it was not going into college anyway, to be totally frank. And sure. that's fine. But like, it was sort of easier to let it go away in college. But my, all of my friends, Jewish friends, not Jewish friends, nobody understood a camp relationship. They did not understand the intensity of it. Like a week and a half in camp is like months in the outside world, especially because we were working together. Right. So we saw each other. I mean, when I say 20 hours a day, I think that's about right. Cause we weren't sleeping very much because it's camp, right? So it's an intense, and there was all the flirting and hanging out before that. So when I came home and I was like, well, I really like this guy. And my high school friends were like, you barely know him. I was like, um, no, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I, okay. Can I add, I would add one thing about Tammy that, uh, so so I, I am a rabbi professionally. I'm a pulpit rabbi. And that summer was the summer I decided to become a pulpit rabbi. And what you need to know about like how how we would say beshert like how how fate, faded our relationship was um that summer i decided i was going to be a rabbi and i think most women being wise and generally smarter than men would like run for the hills at that point like <laughs> oh my god i don't want that kind of lifestyle i'm going to be a rabbi's wife i think tammy was like Oh, maybe he's the one. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, then in that, if that's the reaction, then like yeah, that's you got to hold on to that. <laughs> so, so so much so that when she got to college and met and met a guy, um, she was like, "Well, actually, I'm kind of involved in a, in a thing," and uh, and he was like, "Oh, well, tell me about the guy." And she said, "Oh yeah, I met him at camp. He's going to be a rabbi." And uh, the guy was like. Do you think he's really going to be a rabbi or do you think he was just telling you that as like a pickup line? 
And I was like, the fact that anyone that, that he knew Tammy well enough <laughs> that anyone would think I'm going to be a rabbi is a pickup line. <laughs> like only like that is a very hard thing to comprehend. So all that to say, I think yeah. we were we were meant to be, and uh, and we realized it pretty 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 quickly. And luckily, I uh, struck quickly enough before she knew she was too good for me. I mean, I want to say this with in, in in the kindest way possible, without disparaging your profession. But has that ever been a, po- a like a positive way to pick up uh, somebody to tell them? I mean, that- I don't know. I was, I was, I, you know, I, I, I was only decided to be a rabbi for five minutes before. To, right. But I'll tell you, it worked once, really, really. Well, well. there you go. I mean, proof <laughs> of the pudding. So <laughs> that is too funny. And so yeah. you started at camp. And did you, were you both continuing on at camp from that time? Did you spend more summers together at camp after that year? Yes, we did. Tammy was at school in Boston. I was at school in Pittsburgh. And like our whole relationship happened on the phone or in camp for the next two years, um, which actually was great. I sometimes say that's like our secret sauce is that we learned how to communicate really, really well. And when we were together, it was this intense camp atmosphere. Uh, And then the next year I graduated college and uh, went for uh, a prep year for rabbinical school to Jerusalem. And Tammy was a junior in college and she went on her junior year abroad to Jerusalem. And uh, that was really like the test case. Like, can we actually live in a normal world? Well, Jerusalem being as as normal as Jerusalem gets, uh, you know, can we actually live near each other and have a normal person's relationship? And uh, and so by that uh, February, we had decided yes, and that we were engaged that year. That's phenomenal. And and you're absolutely right, because camp is not the real world. <laughs> and long distance is just like an extension of camp not being the real world. And then a year abroad is like a halfway house. <laughs> it's like kind of the real world. Like you are in the same place and you're seeing each other every day, but it's still kind of like a camp environment in some ways. So it's a good, it's a good transition year. It seems like, uh, mm-hmm. and did you, then we went back to camp. Actually, we went back to camp when we were engaged. Like I had an engagement ring at camp. It was pretty crazy. Um, and we go back to camp now still, but different camp. We go to camp from up in New England now. Ooh. <laughs> How that about that? Says, you know, everything you need to know about those two camps. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have, uh, I have visited both camps the last two summers and uh, they are not the same. Yep. Let's just I say watched that. You. I came to, I came to, uh, I came to your who knows one for Machon and Nivonim. I had a good time watching it. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. So last question, uh, and then we will uh, turn the microphones over to uh, your your sister and brother-in-law. Was camp a part of, so it was obviously a part of your origin story. You both have, have since spent many years there. Was it a part of your wedding in any way? It, it was a part of our wedding in many ways, I would say. Um, the most, the one that we're reminded of most often, I think, is that our um, our ketubah is a paper cut, and paper cut into our ketubah is the symbol of camp, uh, among a, a bunch of other symbols, um, because that was sort of the foundation of our relationship. And then, of course, lots of camp friends and um, some people. And my idea of what a real Jewish wedding looks like stems from having gotten to attend my camp counselor's wedding when I was maybe a sophomore. I'd never seen a Jewish wedding like the ones that we eventually had and, and went to and and even Sandy and Alex's, which was a couple years before ours. But even before that, I saw the, I had a counselor when I was in my phone who I like thought was just like the best thing since sliced bread. And she got engaged and and to uh, the guy who had been my Rocheda in Gesher. And I got to go to Diana and Lerone's wedding and I had never seen anything like it. And so like my idea of what a wedding should look like started with seeing that, like with the bedeckin and the dancing and all of those things. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. And I have a couple of follow-up questions. How, how what, was, what was the age difference between you and your counselor whose wedding you got invited to? Um, how, do you guys remember how old is Diana? 
She's a year younger than 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 us. Lerone is so our five age. years. Five years. Okay. So it's a five year age gap. And how long after she was your counselor did she get married? Right after college, she was probably 22. So about two years after she was my counselor, but I had stayed in touch with her. I had gone to visit her at Penn over Shabbat. I had like, I actually got to see them right after they got engaged because I was going to visit Penn. And my mother drove me to Penn's train station, like Philadelphia's train station. And I ran to like find them on the train, like finding them on the train so that they came off and gave me a hug before they went up to come visit their family. I was a little obsessed. I think that is so awesome for you <laughs> that you got to do that because I'm just thinking like so many people have like their favorite counselor right and it's not in my experience incredibly normal uh to really get to develop like a close friendship to the point that you would be invited to a wedding especially in that relative close proximity like you know, many years later, if you're in sort of the same city kind of thing, like that makes sense to me. Uh, but that sounds like every camper's fantasy, basically. <laughs> it was awesome. I was very happy. Yeah. I, I, I would, uh, um, I, maybe, maybe as a segue to, to Alex and, 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 and Sandy's story, but, um, I, something from camp that they had at their wedding was my camp girlfriend, and and we'd only been dating, I don't know, for for not that long. And I remember Sandy yeah. saying to us at some point, like Because I was killing her. Yeah. It's like this better work we, out. This we, we this, this girl's gonna be in all my pictures. The, you're doing your tables for your wedding. And like, are you gonna have a, a two-person table? Or are you gonna have a family table? And we both wanted to have a family table. And and Jeff Jeff's dating Tammy. And I said, that's all good. But that means Tammy's going to be in all the pictures. Tammy's going to be. I love Tammy, but but well, she, she better stick around. She better stick around. So, <laughs> so it worked out. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Thank goodness. Um, all right. Well, let's use that as a segue uh, and introduce uh, Sandy and Alex. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Alex. Nice to, Hi. to meet both of you. Um, so you're part of this clan. Sandy, how are you part of this clan? So I'm the older sister. I know on Zoom, I look so much younger, but I'm the older sister. <laughs> and Jeff and I, um, I think I went first. We used to go to a different camp. Um, but when I was 13, they gave a scholarship out at the Hebrew school to the best person in the Hebrew school. And as I always say, he didn't want it. <laughs> and so they gave it to the second best person in the Hebrew school and she didn't want it either. And then they gave it to the third best person. That was me. And I also didn't think that I wanted it, but we went to visit and something told me, even though it was winter, that I wanted to go. And so- How did they determine who the best person in the Hebrew school was? I don't know, but it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> was that the actual, know. just, I'm so curious. Was that the actual terminology that they used or was it some- some like other best student. It was like you. I, I just love that's just such a funny thought of like who's the best student <laughs> here. <laughs> I, I feel like an old man saying it, but back then we actually did get grades at Hebrew school. Like they, they, there was there was paper, there was paperwork, and you had tests and Hebrew tests that's and Jew, Jewish study tests and. But it was, a, and it was a big deal because I still remember that it was the Martha Silverstein Award. I have no idea who she. I don't know if anybody knows who she was, but but I still remember like, oh, Sandy won the Martha Silver. I remember when I was you know, by default four years later when it, when it was my class's turn. I, I was not on the list for Martha Silverstein. I remember being very jealous, like, oh man, I'll never measure up since I I, I didn't get the Martha Silverstein Award. I think maybe I've been trying to make up for it ever since. I can't You've done just fine. Yeah, I think. That's yeah. <laughs> that and meeting Tammy, that was what really tipped the scales for you to become a rabbi. <laughs> that's, that's All right, Sandy, I got distracted mentally by the best student piece. So you you won by the two sweetest words in the English language, default, uh, and you were not sure if you wanted to take it, but then what happened? So my parents, it was, you know, was, I think, a full scholarship. And so my parents really wanted me to check it out and <laughs> go. they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... So I, we were not a, at that time a particularly observant family in the way that I was like, what, we're going to pray every day? Like that kind of a thing. Um, I was a public school kid, an after school Hebrew school kind of a kid. and um, But they really 
felt that this was going to, and I mean, really kudos to them because talk about life-changing, both their kids met their spouses there. And so it was really was shared. Um, and so we went on a tour in the winter and I don't know, I, I still look back and I feel like it had to be a little bit of divine intervention because, you know, there's nothing in the winter that would make me think that like, oh, I really want to hang out here all summer, but I did. Um, and so it was kind of late in the sense of going, you know, 13, I was already, you know, well into middle school. Um, Alex, what year did you start? How old were you? I started at, at 11. So a couple of years earlier. And yeah. what's the, is, are y'all the same age camp wise yeah. or? Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So you'd already been there a couple of years and then you started and did you meet each other in your first summer at camp, Sandy? We did. Um, I don't recall this, but the word on the street is, is that I went to the boys' key car and went up to their bunk where they were all hanging out on the, the mere pass at the porch. And I was like, hey, hi, everyone. Like, I'm Sandy, whatever. And then they said, Sandy, Sandy. Sandy like the beach. You know, Sandy like the beach. I was like, that is agonizing, <laughs> cringy. <laughs> agonizingly cringy but that is how the story goes and then honestly we were best friends ever since so um that was when I was you know we were 13 1984 1984 that's when we met best friends I took him to my senior prom just as my friend um he actually turned me down <laughs> sorry I'm sorry that laugh said so much without saying a word <laughs> To me, no, this is a good, this is a good segue for a minute. So she asked me to go to her senior prom. And as my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, like know me well, like the, the last thing I'm going to do is put on a, if I, if I don't have to, you know, go to a lot like a, a party atmosphere and, and. Right. And if, you, if you could, if you could wear a Knicks jersey, you might've considered I, it. I would have been. Oh, yeah. So, so, so I suggested, I suggested that she maybe she'd call like our friend Danny Spivak. And if Spivak didn't want to go, then 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 I, then of course I'd take her. And I hung up the phone and my mom was in the background and she's like, what was that? What did, I said it was Sandy and what'd she want? Well, she wanted me to go to her senior prom. And, and my mom just beat the hell out of me. <laughs> did you call her back right now and you tell her you'd be honored to escort her to her senior prom? Classic, actually. Your, your mom was like, give me Danny's number. I, I got yeah. <laughs> Well, it turns out, actually, we did one of the, my mom did one of those family things. And Danny, Danny Spivak turns out we're related. We're cousins. But like, and he actually also signed our ketubah, which is another whole controversial thing. <laughs> but I have a rabbi in the family who told me it's a distant enough cousin that that it, 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 we're not void. We're OK. OK, okay so uh, we may come back to the to the prom. But uh, before we get there. So your friends starting at 13, when did you start dating? It would sound like presumably after high school, I'm guessing at that point, or did it start at senior prom? No. So um, when, well, first of all, we both went to Brandeis University. Wait, before, before we do that, I, I just have to throw one more thing. So Camper Ma and the Berkshires in our final year as campers, our guest share summer, it was called, did a, Jeff knows, did, 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 in, decided they were going to start marketing because they'd never really marketed before all that much. And they picked certain campers to go the on best, video. The best campers? Well, I don't know if they were, <laughs> they might've been the best actually. In this case, she did get that. <laughs> the one. third best campers? Martha, Martha Silverstein picked so all, she the, uh, on, all the she had her She had her perm going at that point <laughs> and she had this amazing lip gloss and this bright orange shirt and they, they put her down at the beach at the Agam and they filmed her explaining stuff about camp, so... And and I think this, the reason why you're sharing that is because I said, oh, like these people are amazing. Oh, we'll be together forever. They'll be at my wedding. And of course, you know, Jewish mothers around the globe were like, this is the best piece of advertising ever. And, and all of our friends, and we weren't dating were. at that point, all of our friends, as soon as she, like they debut this thing and it's on screen and, and she says, they'll be at my wedding and everybody laughs at her and then looks at me. And I'm like, and, and we and were we, like, ew, no. You know. I don't, what is every, what's so, I don't get it. That's so, awesome. But then we great. go to college. So we go to college. Um, Alex got an early decision. Um, 
I am, you know, yeah. My dad insists that I applied to follow Alex, which of course is not true. And I just happened, that was the best school I got into. So that's where I went. But we Sorry, sorry, just there. to clear, clarify. He insists that that's why you did it. Not he insisted that you follow Alex and go. No, there. no. Okay. no if it. anything, Brandeis was really expensive. He probably wanted me to go to Rutgers. But like, <laughs> <laughs> he, but he, he did, he definitely said at the wedding speech, like, we all know she followed him. Come on. And I was so <laughs> offended. Like, <laughs> um, but so we, uh, the summer between our freshman and sophomore year, we went back on staff. And um, before I, we left for camp that year, Alex has a summer birthday. And I had been collecting for like a month at least 19 sports themed tchotchkes to give to him on his birthday. He was my best friend. So I got- Yeah, and 19th yeah. birthday, as everyone knows, is like a pivotal- a big birthday. Like, <laughs> if you're going to make a big deal about a birthday, it's definitely going to be 19, obviously. So please Obviously. Continue. And it was so normal to be collecting 19 <laughs> gifts just for your bestie. So um, I got a Mets garbage can. I filled it with root beer barrels because it was his favorite candy. And each individually wrapped from like the Knicks, the Rangers, the Mets, and- and that was it, and Giants. Uh, oh, and the Giants. So a keychain, a smelly car hangy thingy. So whatever, my mom- A signed me... Dwight Gooden autograph, like- You're in the genre, you're right there. That's right. Jersey. There was a Patrick- <laughs> Ewing, a, she she wanted Patrick Ewing thing at a carnival, and she, that was in there too. Got, got you know, so just some chashkis, um, just nineteen chashkis. So the ball my, that went through Bill Buckner's legs, you know, just some small, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just a little something. That's right. Mookie Wilson's jersey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my mom sees me individually wrapping them on my bedroom floor, and she says. I, I think you like him. I was like, oh, mom, that's disgusting. That's he's my best friend. <laughs> like, right. Okay, she says. And so I bring this garbage can with me to camp filled with the stuff. And on Alex's 19th birthday, I was so excited to give it to him. We had a private um, spot. One of the Roches let us use their room. And I gave him this gift and he was actually sitting on my lap, opening the gifts in front of him and about, I don't know, maybe 12, 13, of the 19. As he opened them, he turned around and kissed me. And I kissed him with my eyes wide open, like, what the, what? You know? <laughs> but he said, we're going out now, right? I was like, <laughs> and that verbatim, was, verbatim, is that what you said, just, Alex? I think I just, it had been so many years of friendship. And so- um, he finishes opening them and then we left. I remember it was Shabbat because I remember that that night in the Radar, I kept looking across the room at him with like little, it was a new flutter and like, really, the rest is history. All right. That's just fabulous and outstanding <laughs> on every level. Alex, <laughs> at what point did did you feel like there was a chance that either y'all could become something more or that you wanted it to be something more? So before our first summer uh, on staff, we didn't get together then, but 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 on our, first, our first summer, Sandy went to Israel to do some uh, volunteering before camp. And she came back and I hadn't seen her and it was Friday night of staff week and we were in Beit Amalaf on the on a side of camp, and uh, services were starting, and the sun was sort of setting. And she came in, um, and I hadn't seen her, and she was wearing uh, orange blue dress. It was blue, blue, blue with with a with a white mixed colors, one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, but like a, a bright blue with a with a bonnet with a hat. A bonnet, a hat, a hat. Uh, and uh that's what they call those things and yeah. i sort of and i sort it was sort of like it was a, a, Mennonite, like a, it was a Mennonite camp he was it was, it was, it was a wall moment she and she was very you know she's very tan from you know coming from israel and uh 
So that was my that was my moment where I I thought about it, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. But at the same time, you're scared out of your mind because you know, yeah. I'm not I'm not just going out with Sandy Arnowitz after all this time. Like if if we're gonna be together, it's gonna be something significant. And if it ends, it's going to end either really well or really lousy. So, you know. Yeah. No, that's a, a year from that. <laughs> that's a big. That's a big uh, leap to take. Um, so you said that was how long before your nineteenth birthday? Uh, that was that was <laughs> a, a year before my nineteenth. Okay. Birthday. So about a year ahead of time, you're starting to in your mind. There were think, other times over our. I mean, we 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 always, you know. She had a boyfriend so at one point and, and he got her uh, uh, an, an anklet for her birthday, but I got her a nicer anklet. And and I felt like I was like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have gotten that one. <laughs> We're, what are the odds that you would both get her anklets? I, I mean, so I, random. That's what I said over and over again. What the hell? What are the odds that I... I'll get her an anklet because surely no one else is going to no get No one's going to get her an anklet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will um, say for the years, Alex and our friend Gary, but you know, there was really always the three of us. And Alex performed many husbandly duties as a friend, probably all the way through. He schlepped my bags across Israel. He made sure I was never left behind. He's his, wait, I gotta say his, his skill at finding things in camp that I might need is epic proportions of amazingness <laughs> toilet paper bedboards mattresses he and gary i would be like um i think i need my you know my the princess and the pea i think my back might hurt a little bit i wish i had another bedboard but there's not a single one to be found in camp like boom they're walking across camp with it on their head so i mean like it was it was really a beautiful the friendship was always a beautiful thing so i'll just a, a quick two quick things about my brother-in-law and sister-in-law to add to it. So the benefit of all of this in my mind in, in many ways, besides the fact that my father-in-law has season giant tickets, <laughs> that, that, that tipped, it tipped it over. But but um, we're, we're, we're four years older than, than Jeff, and I hate it, but, you know, seven years older than Tammy. Um, six, 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 six years older. I, I'm bad at math. That's why I went to law school. But, 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 um, I've known Jeff since since for a long time, and so, um, you know, I it, it's it, you know when when we would Sandy would be the one who would always host on Christmas time. We'd all the Jew, we'd go to Sandy's house, and Jeff, you know, my friend Gary and I would take Jeff and go for walks in the middle of the night mm -hmm. and pee in the lake, which they lived around on the lake, you know, and we take Jeff with us. You can't <laughs> say that in public. Very And then the other thing that I was after we got to, after we dated, you know, I, I I have tremendous respect for my in-laws. So, you know, if I was staying over, like I stayed over and I, 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 this is going. On the, I would sleep on the floor or I would at least say I was sleeping on the floor and like at four in the morning, I would I go would back to the I floor. would go back to the floor, sure. you know, all that drill. And then, you know, right after we got married. My my in-laws are like, we want to take you guys uh, to an all-inclusive resort, <laughs> sandals. You know, a couples are inclusive, and that's fantastic. Resort. And we're like, oh, that's so nice. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna take we're gonna take Jeff too, and Jeff and Tammy, and they're they're just still dating. I'm like, <laughs> where where where's Tammy gonna sleep? What, how's that gonna work? Oh no no, they're gonna get their own room. I'm like, wait a minute, they're gonna get their own room, and we're gonna have our own. I slept on the floor for like six years and, and, <laughs> and you're taking them to sandals. So I'm, I knew she was in then too. So yeah. <laughs> and the, and we, we had the best time. Uh, had I like time. When, we when, when, a great time. Whenever when that together, happened, a great time. Alex, when that happened, they were like, who told you to sleep on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is, I mean, my, my father-in-law is a good yes my my father-in-law mother-in-law that that was their joke exactly i, I, I never I told you to do that 
never said a word. I was like, why is that guy sleeping on the floor? I'm not saying anything. There, there, there might be slight <laughs> double standards there for, for a, a daughter and, and a son and a first yeah. child and a second child. Sure. Uh, which I have never heard the end of from my, <laughs> from my dear sister. But I, I will say, though, I, if I can just, just add, it, it's true what Alex says. In fact, Alex, uh, before it was my brother-in-law, I think he was my CIT when he was 16 and I was... 12 when you met Sirim, uh, I, I, I wasn't, but I was virtually maybe, yeah. I was, I was with you guys all the time. I used to go to their bunk and hang out, uh, with Alex and Gary. I was like their little mascot, who knows what they said about me when I when I left. Um, but so it was, uh, yeah, for years and years, Ultimate we were, frisbee like, coach, so right? I was so excited when they got engaged. I was like, oh, good, we're like, I want that guy to be my brother, awesome. Uh, that's, that's I got to coach everything. Jeff and Ultimate Frisbee, which became a huge. It, now it's like such a big thing at camp, but back then it was like sort of a, a up and coming sort of thing. No one really, you know, it was basketball and softball. Yeah, no, no one wanted to do it except me. Yes, sure. but, but I. But Jeff, Jeff tried out. I was coaching at that point. So that's right. That's so fun. Okay, I want to go. I, I want to go back. Can I go back to a second for the topic of my in-laws, who we all adore and they're awesome. Um, I just need to comment on the, um, I don't know, uh, predictive. We used to like joke that she was a witch, my mother-in-law and her like ability to like just see things because she was a hundred percent right about Sandy and Alex. And I drove Jeff home once for a day off that first summer, somewhere midsummer cause he didn't have his glasses, they broke, whatever. And I like gave him a hug when I left and she was like, who's that? And Jeff's like, oh, that's Tammy. She works with me, whatever. And he's like, she's like, I think she likes you, right? Do I have this right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, we were not together yeah. yet. She's like, oh, I think she likes you. And I'm uh, just saying, either she just really wants her children to be like, you know, in good, happy relationships, or she's just like got a good sense. Very, very prescient, uh, for sure. Um, all right, we'll we'll wrap up in just a sec. But I can't help it because I I was. Uh, a, a camp best friend not I didn't marry my camp best friend but I like many people was a best friend to someone who I then developed an immense crush on and that very tenuous sort of like is this gonna happen is it not dare I even dream etc cetera, etc cetera. so I want to go back to the 19th birthday <laughs> there's 19 gifts correct correct Okay, and it was like, what did we establish? Like around the fifteenth gift was yeah, like maybe a little more than halfway through. Okay, so it was really the root beer barrels. I mean, like, I who's gonna know that you like root beer barrels? You know, like like root. You know, I was just wondering, like, if you can put yourself back in that in that moment, like you're starting to unwrap these gifts. How how is it going in your brain that you go from friendship to all right, I'm going in? <laughs> like <laughs> was was there a specific like you said maybe it was root beer barrels, but like something's gotta be going on. The grinds have to be turning. The wheels, yeah. The wheels were definitely turning. Yeah. But, but, but so there was a there was another girl that summer that actually who's who's phenomenal, who 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 liked me. And like I I was using my friend Gary. He got you an anklet like, for your birthday. <laughs> I want, I wanted no part of it. And I'm like, why did I want no part of it? So that was part of, like the whole thing was going through my head. And, and I was like, the reason I didn't want a part of it, like who knows me better than, than Sandy. Yeah. That is. I will also give a quick shout out to our other bestie, Sarah Gila. Yeah. Asakov Shapiro. And Alex asked Sarah, I believe, do you, you know, is this crazy? What do you think? And Sarah, having not discussed it with me at all, was like, oh my God, totally. She'll totally say yes. Like definitely a hundred percent. So Alex went in with confidence. She never has I, but you know, she knew. So like there were a couple things in play that just tipped it over the edge. And I don't mean to stereotype, but I'm going to. It so often is the the guy is aware of the feelings and somehow 
the girl, and it doesn't have to be, you know, opposite gender situations, but this is my experience growing up. Somehow they have no idea that this is happening. And that is constantly a surprise to me. It's like, how could you possibly not see that this is a, a thing? But that is such a memory of mine of so many different people, at least from the, the generation that I was a part of. Um, but kudos to you, Alex, for uh, for for taking a swing. Um, <laughs> and then, her. I mean, she was she 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 had it she had it down. <laughs> <laughs> And there was, as Tammy said about, you know, she and Jeffrey, like there are things through the years, flirtatious moments, things that happen where you're always playing on the, you know, we're so young and like, we are such close friends and nobody wants to risk anything. So you dabble, you come, you take a step forward, you take a step back for a lot of, a lot of years, but Alex gets all the credit because he, he took the plunge. You're being recorded and on a podcast. This is big. <laughs> um, that is fascinating. Okay, so then final question for the two of you. So you got together, and then that was kind of it, it sounds like, for the both of you. Uh, did uh, Was there a camp uh, involvement in your wedding as well? Same as Jeff and Tammy's. I mean, mo mo most of most of our bridal party was camp people. There were signs that said, I love Machane Rama, <laughs> you know, during the horror parts. The horror went on forever. It was it two, was pretty wild. Two biggies are um Arkatuba is Arkatuba the you know, the bush, the Rama Berkshire's bush, which was the sign. And also the director of the camp. Rabbi Paul Resnick came and did Shavabrachas for us. We, asked, we had another rabbi perform the ceremony, but we asked Paul to come because he was just, he and camp, and it was such such a beautiful part of our, our upbringing and our our relationship. Paul was actually my Roche Da long before he became the director of the camp. He was my Roche Da my first summer in camp, and we were we were very close, I, I, you know, as, as, as I aged. And last question, Sandy, did you invite your counselor to your wedding? Um, I, so I know Alex had the <laughs> best counselors. I notoriously had some, there were a lot of gaps in the female staff over my years. And so didn't necessarily have that relationship. But the beautiful thing is, is that we have two daughters who both had tremendously close relationships with their female staff members. Our youngest daughter, Abby, um, so much so that her counselor, Tamar, ironically, um, Tamar, our daughter is now a, a political science and uh, gender studies major. And the gender studies and feminism and all that came from this Tamar, who has like literally shaped her entire future with her influence. And that's kind of the beautiful thing about camp is that um, you live with someone for seven weeks who has this tremendous power over the shaping of you in your most shapeable years. And then you become an adult and you look back and you think like, like I now as a parent, I could say, I look back, yes, at their teachers. They helped us raise. But I look back at those camp counselors. They absolutely helped us raise our daughters to be who they are. Yeah. So I had two counselors that were like, really foundational. I had several that were tremendous, but just because you asked the question, one of my top two, uh, a guy named Kenny Gold, went on to marry one of our really good friends, Marcy Felsenfeld, uh, a, a few years after as well. So I am, st we're still very much in touch with, with, with them. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, and, and as I, as you started to talk, Sandy, I realized that it was Tammy <laughs> who had gone to her counselor's wedding not you. Oh. I asked that question and I was like, oh, right. Oh. But I'm glad I did because I love what you just said about your counselors. And I would just like to say- Anecdotally, Tammy's, Tammy, the people that Tammy worshipped were at our wedding because they're our friends. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So we did invite them to our wedding. That's true. <laughs> Which made Tammy- I don't Tammy... think I invited any of my counselors to our wedding though. No, but we did invite, we didn't invite campers, right? So you were the campers. So the yeah, question is, would you invite campers to your wedding? I don't think we had any campers- at our wedding, but we did have it. By that time, I was already working as a rabbi, and, and sort of in that vein, there were there were kids 
uh, in a synagogue that I worked with, and we invited them to the ceremony, um, which which was nice. And, and and camp being the small world that it is, and the Jewish community being the small world that it is, I also do have campers who are now members of my synagogue here, um, and also like a guy I was in a bunk with. Like this all come out over the last couple of years, but but we were not in touch at all. It's all coincidence, it, you know. It comes out like. Weren't you, uh, you know, uh, uh, oh, yeah, you were, you were my camper. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember you. You know, usually they, they don't run out of the shul. So I guess, uh, <laughs> I, guess we, I guess we were okay. So that, that, there's, it keeps coming back. Camp's, camp's the, gift, the gift that keeps on giving for sure. I, I agree completely. I, I also, I want to say what Sandy said also, which is that like, when I tell people that like going to camp changed the course of my life, I'm not exaggerating. Like the people I met, of course, obviously Jeff, but like all the people I met changed the course of my life significantly in a very positive way. I hope that that's true for our kids too. Our kids all, we have four boys and they all go to camp also. I, I have no doubt that it will. Um, well, this has been uh, lovely. I appreciate uh, the four of you taking the time and sharing your stories. Um, and uh as we wrap it up, uh, I like to end uh, the podcast uh, by re referring to something my dad would always say. My dad was a camp director uh, for a number of years, for 30 of them. That's a number. Where? where? Uh, at uh, Jacob's Camp in, uh, in Mississippi. And uh, he would always say, uh, he would always say that time is precious at camp uh, and uh, you can't, uh, can't let a minute slide. So I always like to wrap up by encouraging my guests, I would say, don't waste a minute, everyone. And you can say back to me, don't waste a minute. Happiness runs in a circular motion. Thought is like a little boat upon the scene. Everybody is a part of everything anyway. You can have everything if you let yourself be. Happiness runs, happiness runs. Happiness runs, happiness runs. Happiness runs, happiness runs.